Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for listening today to my phone ministry podcast titled Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today is August 1, 2021. We are going to continue in 2 Peter chapter 2. Today I have the New American Standard Bible that I'll be reading from, only because um, if you've listened to other messages, I am reading, currently reading the New American Standard Bible from front to back. So that's why I have this Bible in front of me. So this book, Second Peter, is three chapters long, and we're on chapter two, so I'm going to try to get to chapter three before the end of the week. The title of today's message is The Rise of False Prophets, which is the, the chapter title. Today's song is Word of God Speak by Mercy Me. It is such a powerful song. Uh, just uh, Google or, or YouTube it with lyrics and sing to God's ears. It is just a beautiful song because we all want to hear God speak to us. I know I do. So this, this song is just... God, speak to me. Speak to me today. Uh, fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing is the prayer that we want to pray every single day on, when we wake up or on our way to work. God, help me to be bold in my faith. Help me to be your witness. Help me to just be, be a light to somebody. And I always just say, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to go ahead and start reading. And I'll give you my thoughts along the way. And also at the end of today's Bible reading, I will just share where my, my thoughts have been. So we'll go ahead and get started. Second Peter chapter 2, The Rise of False Prophets and this is a hard teaching, but we'll get through it together. Main goal is to stick to the truth. Stick to the truth. And we can't soften the message. No matter how much people want to try to soften the message, we have to speak truth to people. And that's it. Okay, two. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. Now I'm going to go ahead and pause there because the next verses are quite, I don't even know what word to use, but they're, um, they're words that everybody needs to listen to very carefully because we are getting some false teaching um, that is going on right now and we have to we have to listen to what God is telling us in his holy word because he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
And so we've got to, of course, speak in love. He wants us to always speak in love, always. But there are some people that are trying to teach the wrong message. Recently, I had two people that are pretty close to me um, mention some things to me that were not accurate from the Holy Word. And I'll go into that here in just a little bit, but it's, it's because if you're going to a church that's teaching something soft and not truth from God's Word, you need to find another, another church, one that doesn't make the Bible wishy-washy. Uh, people want to hear the truth. They don't want you to water down the, God's message. If they wanted the message of God watered down, they can go to people that will, will water it down. If somebody asks you something, a question about something, a sin, for instance, in love, you just say, well, this is what the, the Bible says. This is what God says. And then take it from there and give them the truth. Because we don't want false teachings for ourselves and for those that we're, we're preaching to. Because if we're accepting a false teaching, then we're going to teach a false teaching. And then nobody's ever going to know the truth. And the truth, what does it do? It sets us free. So here we go. At, in verse 4, this, this gets very, very... Uh, This needs to be taught correctly. I can't, I can't put it any other way. And so I'm going to put it, I'm going to hopefully put it in a way that it doesn't sound too, um, too harsh because we, we don't ever want to sound harsh. We want to just speak the truth in love, but speak the truth. Okay, so verse 4. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them out into hell and committed them to pits of darkness reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, and if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction by reducing them to ashes, having made them an example to those who would live ungodly lives thereafter. And if he rescued righteous Lot, oppressed by the sensual conduct of unprincipled men, for by what he saw and heard that righteous man, while, having, while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day by their lawless deeds. And I'm going to pause there after verse 8, because there is a lot here. First of all, God didn't even spare angels. So they, the book of Genesis is a, just a very powerful and just, it's a book that everybody needs to read several times over because there is so much information in there. There's a lot of information. And in the book of Genesis, uh, these verses included uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, included Lot, 
and Noah and the flood. And so why this is just really jam-packed full of um, verses that need to be um, preached in this day and age because we have so much that's going on with uh, the, it's the uh, LGBTQ movement where we're expected to accept that sin and this is where I was saying I had a couple of people uh, being misled and I'm, I'm not sure by who whether at church or or what but yes they were true in saying that sin is sin and that no sin is greater than any other sin but along with that is we're not trying to promote other sins such as lying or adultery you know th those other sins aren't on the stage right now for uh, to be accepted so Noah it starts out with Noah here in these verses where God destroyed the entire earth except Noah and his family there was no other righteous people in that group the whole entire world was, world was flooded. Um, before that, it says he didn't even spare angels when they sinned. And then it goes on to say, it talks about um, Sodom, and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, the story of, of that is where, where God totally burned down those cities. Because if you go back and read that story in Genesis it'll say flat out that all the men in Sodom were wanting to have sex with these two men which were angels that Lot had let into his home and Lot knew who they were and all the men of Sodom young and old came to the door and they asked Lot to let those men out because they wanted to have sex with these men. And Lot said, Lot came out, closed the door, and he said, No, I, I, I will not let you have these men, but I have a couple of daughters that haven't been with men, and I'll go ahead and let those men out, those daughters out to you, and you can have your way with them. Now, although, you know, I'm sure Lot loved his daughters very much, but he knew that the worst sin was the men having sex with the men and how wrong that was and so he uh, these two people that were talking to me had mentioned well I don't really think that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because of the sex between the men we believe that perhaps they weren't loving thy neighbor and that's why God got rid of the cities. Another thing they mentioned was perhaps God, God got rid of the cities because of rape. No, I said to them, go back and read. All the men were trying to have sex with these two men. And that is why God got rid of those cities. He does not mention anything else in that scripture at all. He got rid of those cities because those cities were full of 
men wanting to have sex with men. And that is what's happening now, only it's worse um, with the, the um, LGBTQ movement. Now, they, anybody in that movement that um, is uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and, and everything else, because there's a plus behind it, plus everyone else, um, they can all repent just like we can repent of any other sin. It's, it's about confessing your sin and knowing what you're doing is wrong, and you repent and you stop doing that sin. So sin is sin, but as any sin, you have to confess it and repent, don't we? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? That's what God teaches us to do. So if somebody comes up to you and they're transgender or, or gay, you say, well, the Bible says that it that's wrong. And But the Bible also says that you can repent from your sin and, and change your ways. So... For instance, one way they could do that, you know, if I, if I'm a liar and I can't, I just can't stop lying. And this is using this as an example. I just can't stop. And I'm praying to God, God, please help me stop lying. I don't like to lie. I don't, um, um, and that's, that's saying I'm repenting because I'm telling God, don't want to be that anymore. Um, so this, uh, a gay person, you could say, well, it is wrong. In the meantime, since it is wrong, you know, stop laying with a man, stop laying, or man, stop laying with a man, woman, stop laying with a woman. Um, it, some gay friend you have or, or something, you know, you just say, you just repent. You're not, you can still be um, saved, but just not in your sin just like any other sin you can't be we can't continue uh in that life of destruction because it says here not even the angels were spared so nobody else in noah's generation uh, was spared nobody else was spared in um, the stories of sodom and gomorrah gomorrah except um lot and his family and so we, we just, it's just important to, to make the connection that sin is sin, but we need to turn away from sin. We need to turn away from it. So this promotion of the LGBTQ plus movement, um, even... I'm just going to even, the connection is also here where he talks about Noah and how he flooded the earth. Okay. Here's, here's the, the connection here between those stories. One of the connections, but it's a strong one because this is a covenant, a sacred covenant. The very first covenant that God made with man after he flooded the earth was he put a rainbow in the sky. And that rainbow was a covenant between God and man to say he was never going to flood the earth ever again. And it was a covenant, sacred covenant. And the enemy wants to promote 
the LGBTQ plus movement. And what is their um, flag? A rainbow. That is very, very wrong. All of it is wrong, but to use the rainbow, God's sacred covenant with, with man, it takes it even more into um, darkness. So if you know anybody that is struggling with the sin of uh, being gay, tell them in love and truth. You know, don't not talk to them. Say, you know, well, the truth is God says that that is a sin and he doesn't tolerate it, doesn't tolerate any sin. So to begin with, tell them you're sorry Stop laying if you're a man with a man and stop laying with a woman if you're a woman. And now it's even progressed to a whole new level of now the trans, the man transgendering to a woman is still a man having sex with a man, but now he's made himself a woman. And, and the woman transgendering to a man, same thing. The woman having sex with a woman, but now she's making herself out to be a man. So it's just... Um, we just need to not promote it but to speak in love and try to have somebody repent from that and um, even if we can reach a handful to God um, is is something God wants us to do because this movement is movement is not it's not of the light but these people can be saved but only if they hear the truth only if they hear the truth. So I, I, I probably still sounded harsh, but it, that message is being so washed down to um, accepting that uh, people are are starting to believe it that they're okay in their in their lifestyle when when they're not, and uh, just like anybody can be. Um, Like if somebody doesn't want to have sex with somebody, if you know you're a girl, you don't want to have sex with your boyfriend, or a boyfriend doesn't want to have sex with their girlfriend, they remain abstinent, right? Even if you've had years of having sex with somebody or, or multiple people, and then you decide you're going to be abstinent for your for your husband once you know the Lord, you can still be abstinent. So. Um, LGBTQ mo movement can be abstinent too. So, any, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and keep reading. We are on verse 9. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from temptation and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who indulge the flesh in its corrupt desires and de despise authority. Now, I'm going to pause there. Corrupt desires is, is exactly what I've just been talking about. God, God knows how to rescue 
everyone from corrupt desires. He does. We need to ask him. We need to ask him to help us. Okay. Daring, self-willed, they do not tremble when they revile angelic majesties. Whereas angels who are greater in might and power do not bring reviling judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like unreasoning animals, born as creatures of instinct to be captured and killed, reviling where they have no knowledge, will in the destruction of those creatures also be destroyed. Suffering wrong as the wages of doing wrong, they count it a pleasure to, to revel in the daytime, they are stains and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions as they carouse with you, having eyes full of adultery that never cease from sin, enticing unstable souls, having a heart trained in greed, accursed children, forsaking the right way. They have gone astray, having followed the way of Balaam, the son of Boar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he received a rebuke for his own transgression, for a mute donkey speaking with the voice of a man restrained the madness of the prophet. And I'll go ahead and pause there because there's a lot that was just said there. I've talked a lot about turning back to God and um, this is all these verses that I just read basically are saying that a lot of people are pretty much unreasoning talks about unreasoning people um, creatures of instinct they're um, unstable souls and accursed children they they're just they, they forsake the right way they forsake they're forsaking God uh, but because the world is trying to tell us to accept sin and there are many that are believing the lies but we want to just remain stable in all that we do and I um, because there is there is judgment of course there is the Bible says there is and the Holy Word the living word is Jesus Christ he's he's speaking um, and he is just saying that we um, he, he's given us a lot of warnings here between right and wrong and so we just have to to um, accept what's right and not um, be enticed by people that are trying to lead us in the wrong direction uh, I always say the sword of the spirit is in the story of Balaam which is also I believe I believe Balaam's story is in numbers 
where God spoke through a donkey and told Balaam he was going in the wrong direction. And God is standing in the, in the road with a sword, and the sword is going back and forth. In other words, don't go this way. This is the wrong way. You're going, they're heading in the wrong direction. Get back on the right road. Get back on the, the, um, the narrow road, which many find it hard to stay on. The Bible says it's like a needle in a haystack. That's how many people get through. Um, I believe he said something like that. Um, but anyway, so we just need to decide who we're going to serve today. God or the, or the world. It's wise to stay in God's word and know, and know the right direction and not not to ever be wishy-washy in any of your um, teachings. All right, so we're going to continue going. Verse 17. These are springs without water and mists driven by a storm for whom the black darkness has been reserved. For speaking out arrogant words of vanity, they entice by flesh, fleshly desires, by sensuality, those who barely escape from the ones who live in error, promising, promising them freedom while they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by what a man is overcome, by this he is enslaved. I'm going to pause there because that's what they're trying to teach us to accept. The wrong fleshly desires, sensuality, and they're telling us this is telling people this is okay and um, but they remain slaves of corruption and it, that's what it is it's corruption because they're corrupting the Word of God they're not speaking truth God is against all sin we have to repent and we can't promote a sin as being um, not a sin that that's what the world is saying the um, LGBTQ is uh, they're not sinning they're absolutely not sinning this is what's being taught and God is saying yes it is sin turn from it and repent and there are many many LGBTQ people that know it's wrong and they're repenting and they're they're they are delivered. People are being delivered from that lifestyle. So that's the goal, to get more people delivered from sin. All right, so verse 20. For if, after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and, and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and are overcome, the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would be better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it, to turn away from the holy commandment handed on to them. It has happened to them according to the true proverb. A dog returns to its vomit, and a sow, sorry, a sow, after washing, returns to wallowing in the mire. 
And that is the end of chapter two. It's just jam-packed full of uh, quite a bit of information, but that's why it's so important to, to read, you know, I keep repeating it, but to read the Word of God and to just, it's, it's like you're eating these words and drinking these words. And this is the, uh, this is how we stay, stay full of the Holy Spirit. So, so for this, this week, I've just been, um, well, I was, I was thinking about how to teach this message, you know, and uh, God, God hopefully, um, delivered the message clearly. Uh, and I, I just, I just pray over all of you. And I just hope that everybody uh, understands that I'm not, I'm not coming on to condemn anybody. I just want to make sure people hear the truth because the truth does set us free. And if we keep teaching the wrong message, people aren't going to be set free. So, um, yes, living a gay lifestyle is a sin. If you're going to go with that, those of you out there that are calling sin a sin, that, um, it's, it's not a worse sin, but it is a sin and we need to be delivered from sin and not to promote that it's, um, that it's okay when it's not okay. I love everybody. All the glory to God. I'll come on, um, hopefully in the next couple of days with chapter three. All the glory to God. Bye.